Hello and welcome to the podcast of the damned. I'm your host Ian. Joining me as always, although you weren't here last week, but please welcome back, Nico. How's it going, buddy? I know, and I missed one of my favourite movies as well. One of your favourite movies as well. And how disappointed were you? I haven't even got a chance to catch the episode yet. I've been too busy. Oh, oh! You don't even listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I normally do so. That's a problem. <laughs> okay, well, since uh, since we're here, before we get uh, we go any any further, what what do you think a cube? What do I think a cube? Yeah, I think it is a masterpiece of the mind. A masterpiece of the mind. Yeah, and what would I, you... that, Sorry. that was one of my favorite favorite movies. Well, obviously, if you were listening to the show last week, you'll notice that Nico wasn't on the show. We uh very thankful to Candy, who stepped in at the last moment to help uh, do an episode for us. Um, What would you rate it out of 10, Nico? Nine. You're giving it a nine, because I'm going to... Because we obviously, um the day after every episode gets released, we reveal... Obviously, we reveal it on the show, but we reveal it across our socials as well, what a, a movie places but obviously there was no score for you so i'm gonna include your score into the cube score now oh and that actually puts it up a place so it's moved from 12th to 11th because it's now moved above gremlins yeah i can deal with that so it's it's, a, it's an 11th place and, and the thing is as well we're starting to get to that point of the show where we've done enough movies now that things that are you know sitting in sort of just outside the top 10 that's that's a decent place for movies to be you know we're yeah we're, this is the thir- the 35th movie that we've covered today so to sit there and say oh it's in 11th place it's really 10 of the better 10 of the the best movies you would have to say that are above it you know you think of, of what's me, above it i think nico just died uh what's above <laughs> it we've got you know alien and halloween and reanimator and the omen and elm street and the shining and these are the mo- kind of movies that are above cube and 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 those movies for me are rightfully above cube i think you know it's low budget nature and, and other bits and pieces like that will that will forever stop it from becoming one of those sort of all-time classics and that's why it's a cult classic rather than than an all-timer but you know 11th place is pretty good because yeah, i don't remember it being in the cinema i remember it being i think it was a blockbuster or something i saw it sure we're showing our age now nico uh but well, no it was a brilliant movie absolutely amazing movie yeah definitely but anyways we are a horror podcast that deep dives into a different topic every single week in our quest to create a leaderboard of the best and worst horror movies of all time this is episode number 37 and in today's show we're talking about the faculty uh this is a movie nico that we've both kind of wanted to cover for some time now isn't it yeah i I, it's a very unique movie this for when it was out it's a very unique. It's weird because it's a unique movie, whilst also kind of being a ripoff of two of the biggest movies of all time as well at the same yeah. time. It's a weird yeah. one. Like I feel like there's a little bit to actually get into and deep dive uh, and talk about with this film. Uh, just a little pre-warner for everyone. We're recording this episode. I'm extremely ill at the moment, so please forgive me uh, if. You know, I'm maybe not at my perkiest or I'm coughing or sneezing or whatever through the episode. I will try my best to keep that to a minimum as well. 
Don't forget, if you would like to support us on our socials, you can do so on Twitter at Damn Podcast. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Podcast of the Damned. You can go and find us on YouTube. You can just search for my personal YouTube channel, which is Spooky underscore Forest. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash pod of the damned. And you can also email us, pod of the damned at gmail.com. Nico, where can people find you on the socials? Facebook. Just get me on Facebook. Just get him on Facebook. <laughs> Fuck the- <laughs> Fuck the Twitter at this point, eh? I, I, I still go on it, but Facebook. Just just get him on Facebook. So that's uh and how and, and what is that on Facebook? Just go to the podcast and I'll just like be on there most of the time. I, I get all the messages from it pretty much. There you go. So yeah, follow us on Facebook, uh Podcast of the Damned. You'll find me on there, you'll find Nico on there, you'll find some of our friends and some of our biggest supporters on there as well. So, yeah, go ahead and do that. But before we get into the movie topic, Nico, have you watched anything horror-related this week? I finally watched the two movies that I was wanting to. I finally watched the new Scream, and I finally watched Resident Evil, the new one of that as well. Oh, okay, so this is interesting. I've not seen uh, Welcome to Raccoon City. I've not heard great things about it, but obviously I have seen Scream. I've done a little mini-sode on it. What did you think of it? It, it was... Tr- I don't know. I, like, I literally just finished watching that about an hour and a half ago. And oh, so that's still like super fresh. Yeah, and it's, it, it didn't feel like it was fresh. You know what I mean? It felt like it was trying to copy all the other ones and have all the other elements in it that was cool if you know what I mean but it didn't seem to work for me yeah it was it was an odd one for me I don't think I think I can't remember exactly what I said in the review but it was along the lines of you know I, I certainly don't think it's the worst of the sequels but yeah it comes nowhere near the original and you know Nico you know um from our discussion on the original that I'm not even like the biggest fan of the original um, yeah. And I don't think the remake comes particularly close to that either. Uh, and it just, it feels like a bit of a rehash, doesn't it? And uh, it just doesn't really work for me personally. Yeah, it felt like, it, it sort of like, I know this sounds weird, but it sort of like blended together scream and scary movie for me. <laughs> but, because <laughs> it felt it felt like it was party in itself, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, I absolutely understand what you're meaning. It does, it did, a hundred percent. And you know, we we got some of the original cast back, and there were some like it wasn't total trash. Like I say, it was better than some of the other sequels, but yeah, it didn't really do it for me. What about Resident? I love some of the kills, by the way. Yeah, Look, that, like yeah. they felt more brutal, and I did like that. Yeah, like there was a couple of times I was like, ooh, like ooh, and I'm like, and it 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 was good, like yeah. What about Resident Evil? What were your thoughts on that? Without spoiling it, because I've not seen it yet. Without spoiling it, I think they got the right people to play the parts that they played, but it seemed like, you know, you're watching a movie sometimes and it feels like it's too condensed. This felt really quick, but I think it's like two hours long or something. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it, it could have it went longer and I wouldn't have like been disappointed. Yeah. Oh, that's not so bad then. Well, I, I, I still need to check that one out, so I'll definitely be checking that out. Again, it's been another week for me where, aside from what we've been doing for the show, I've not had a massive opportunity to watch uh, a lot of horror-related stuff. Uh, I watched the Crazies remake, um, which I'll be doing a, a remake review on f- of for the Patreon and the YouTube channel later in this week. And I, I've watched The Faculty, and that's been pretty much it. That, that's all I've watched over the past week. Have you Have you seen The Crazies remake? Yeah, I have. I've seen it quite recently, actually. 
Yeah, yeah. What would you, what'd you think of it? Pretty decent movie. Yeah, it's, I think it's not too bad. But um, obviously, I'll, 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 I'll reserve comment on that until until one of the better remakes put it up. Mm, yeah, I would. I would probably go with that. Anyways, um, shall we get into the movie then? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so this week we are talking about the faculty. No more pencils, no more books, no more teachers' dirty looks. The students at Harrington High have always suspected their teachers were from another planet. Is this going to be on the test? This is the test. This time, they're right. Now, these six students won't just question authority. They'll have to destroy it. Critics are calling it hip and scary. A thrilling ride from beginning to end. The faculty. Please report to the principal's office. This movie was released in 1998. I'll get my words out eventually. It was directed by Robert Rodriguez. Right, normally when I could do what who a movie stars, I do like the top three. But for Good this luck. particular movie, I've decided to <laughs> just do them all. So this movie well, you, was... You the, should just do the top three. Uh, like, that's the least known ones, really. <laughs> yeah, but the, the thing is, like, the... F- and we'll get into the person who is technically the final girl or final boy of this movie is, like, 13th credited. <laughs> Fuck off, is he? He's not, well, he's not, maybe not as bad as 13th. He's, like, 7th or 8th. So, anyways, movie was directed <laughs> by Robert Rodriguez and stars Jordana Brewster, Clea Duval, Laura Harris, Josh Hartnett, Salma Hayek, Elijah Wood, Robert Patrick, Usher, John Stewart, Piper Laurie, and Famke Janssen. The IMDb plot is as follows. When Casey Corner, Harrington High School's newspaper photographer, witnesses the murder of a nurse and sees her alive again, he decides to investigate the bizarre happenings. Tagline for the movie, six students are about to find out their teachers are really from another planet. It's a bit wordy for a tagline i kind of like a bit misleading that to be honest yeah uh the next one i kind of like though take me to your teacher uh i would love to be taking a few of those teachers <laughs> i'm sure we'll get into it robert patrick for you eh? so, uh, no actually john stewart <laughs> and you thought your teachers were weird those are the taglines for this movie so um okay let's 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 just get into it right this i think i speak for most 90s like late early to late 80s basically anyone who's between your age and my age nico and say that this movie i think was a bit of a sexual awakening for a lot of people (laughs) it wasn't really a sexual awakening i already knew how far he did this movie before i saw it (laughs) okay which ones (laughs) <laughs> right where do you want to start <laughs> old oh. or young <laughs> oh oh yeah. uh, anyway. remember i was 17 when you were 17 out. when this came out i was seven i think i saw this for the first time when i was like 11 12 because the ones i fancied the most and well i've said it before salma hayek straight away right okay absolutely who doesn't fancy salma hayek but 
how criminally under what a waste of Selma Hayek in this movie. Yes. Like yes. absolute fucking waste. You've got Selma Hayek in your movie, and she literally gets what about four lines of dialogue and is in it for maybe a few minutes. Aye, uh, and it, she says like one of my favorite lines ever: "The I want to save the six days for when I'm better." <laughs> yeah, I love I love that motto. I think I'm gonna st- I'm gonna start adopting that motto. Because there's nothing worse than being off on your holidays or off on a sick day and feeling like shit. Ah, uh, so no. so the other one that I really fancied, by the way, is Jordan Brewster, because well, that is just my type. Okay, okay, okay. That's 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 not who I thought you were gonna pick. It's not. I mean, I I, I she is a very attractive woman and uh, definitely would be up there on the list for me. But the other one for me. Um, Go on. Was Famke Janssen. Oh hell yeah! That, that <laughs> bit where she becomes sexy, like that bit where she becomes sexy teacher. I, I think that's a bit in the cinema where everyone was just like, "Oh." We all know. We all know. We all know. For you, Nico, it's Piper Laurie that does it. <laughs> no, Jalen Jordan, like in like yeah, definitely. Right. What a fucking cast this movie has, by the way. And I know for I know for a lot of them it was, you know, very, very early in their careers. You know, so when it first came out, you know, this wasn't the cast then that it is now. But even then, yeah. you know, you've still got um Piper Laurie, who is horror royalty, you know? Um, you've still got um Robert Patrick, who's maybe not horror royalty, but is is a well known name, you know, at this point in his career when terminator 2 was already out at this point right and yeah. um he'd done the x files you've got john stewart in there obviously and obviously there was quite a few people in there who was like relative unknowns i think i don't think elijah wood was particularly well known at that point josh hartnett i think this was only his second feature film so again not very well known I'm not certain how well-known Selma Hayek really was in 1997, but it was relatively early on in her career as well. She'd done a bit more yeah. as well. She this is the, well, in fairness, this comes what a, two years after from *Dust Till Dawn*, so you know I might be a little bit wrong in that statement to be honest. See this one, like I remember seeing the trailers for it, and it, you would have thought that uh, Selma Hayek was in it a lot more. John Stewart would have been in a lot more, and uh, Usher would have been in a lot more as well. Because yeah. that was the three that it seemed to like center on, apart from like two or three of the main characters. Yeah, I mean, you know, Famke Janssen had, had done a little bit in her career at this point as well. So these weren't like these weren't nobodies that were in this yeah. movie. You know, we're not talking about they just got really lucky and happened to get you know seven or eight big stars at the start of their career. Some of these, some of this cast had done a lot of stuff previously um mm-hmm. you know for jordana brewster that this was her first feature film um yeah i think she'd done like an episode of all my children or something or something you know the wall some, something like that before then some american sitcom thing um so they they really struck gold with the cast oh fuck yeah um and and you know we haven't even mentioned the fact that this has also got you know uh usher and uh, Baby Neurith in it, who is also a, rel- a well-known actress. So, you know, just from top to bottom, there's really no one in here. And I don't think there's actually a bad performance in here either. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. For all the names in it, normally you'd have, like, even his dad 
is the guy that plays Dodds, like the dickhead Dodd and everything. You Christ- know what I mean? Christopher McDonald. Yeah, because even yeah. he's a, yeah, you're right. Even he, even the people who are playing relatively minor roles, like, like we're talking about Piper Laurie, and she's relatively prominent in like the first half of the movie, but then we don't see her again for the second half yeah. of the movie. You know? Um <clears throat> We're talking about uh, Salma Hayek having a relatively small role. We're talking about um, Robert Patrick's probably the most prominent of all the sort of bad guys in this movie. Um, ah. You know, and this is before we haven't even got on the fact that you know Clea Duvall's in this movie, who's uh, again very very well known actress, and you've got Laura Harris in there. It just it just from top to bottom, this movie was cast pretty perfectly. Yeah. So I think, regardless of what we say about this movie moving forward, they they got the whoever was in charge of casting this movie deserves a raise. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Like it it was perfectly done. Before we go any further, because as per usual, I've forgotten to do it. Nico, uh, where about on our leaderboard do you actually think this movie's going to come? See, I would have said this would have just been outside the top ten. You think just outside, so you're thinking somewhere 11, 12, 13th, something like that? Yeah, because the only reason I'm saying that is because I remember when it came out, everyone was gushing over at the critics and folk that were going to see it. So judging on that, now I know sometimes that's happened in the past and the ratings have been totally different, but I do remember it was it was received very, very well. Okay, okay. Well, that would that would mean it would have to get a score of around a seven point, somewhere in between... A seven point two and a seven point eight to get into that sort of ballpark. So the mid set it needs a mid seven. Yeah. Because I there. would say, like you know how I normally guess with the critics, I would guess around about seven point five for most of the stuff. Okay, I always love doing this because I I I, I literally am looking at the numbers um as you're talking, so I I immediately know whether you're absolutely how, spot how wrong on, I actually absolutely am, spot on, you, yeah. or just how wrong you are, and I always find it really fascinating because. The majority of the time, I generally agree with what you say. I mean, you know, obviously we've had some of our big disagreements, but I think if you look through all the movies that we've covered, there's never usually a huge discourse in between, you know, um, our thoughts on a movie. I think, you know, you go back to things like Doctor Sleep and the Child's Play remake and a couple of a couple of others. I think we've slightly disagreed on like Halloween two and, um a few other bits and pieces but in general you know we're relatively in a similar ballpark so um i always find it interesting to see where the critics sort of lie in comparison to us and our listeners and 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 just the listeners of the world as well so um uh, talking of child's play by the way the comic-con videos are up and uh, (laughs) my bits in it when i ask him have you got the video I haven't. One of my mates was like, is this you asking it? And it sent me a link and I'll have to try and find that again. Find the link because I want to post it. Uh, Oh no, I really don't. Oh no, find the link because I'll post it. We have to, Nico. We have to. The listeners demand it. You can't disappoint the listeners. I was asking it on your behalf. I thought it's what you would have asked. That's but the way I was we, we can't it. disappoint the listeners. They need to know, Nico. <laughs> they, they and need now to that I've announced, now that you've announced owned. it on the show, you can't take this away from them. <laughs> Me getting owned. I mean, absolutely owned. By Alex Vincent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Find me the link, Nico. Bring it to me. 
I'll try. Bring me the link. Excellent. Um, okay, let's move on. Because uh, I want to talk about some of the sort of technicalities of this movie before we get into any of the other stuff. Uh, soundtrack to this movie was pretty fucking good as well, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, any movie that opens up with The Kids Aren't Alright by The Offspring is going to be pretty good in my book. Yeah. And <laughs> that's that's really all I've got to say about that. I thought, the, I thought the soundtrack to this film was really, really spot on. It found that nice balance for me in between american pie and the thing <laughs> yeah see, which is that, a sentence that, i never thought i'd actually say like well everybody knows this is a version of the body snatchers but it was for a different generation yes and it was done a lot better than i thought it was going to be for i remember going to see this i remember going to see this and i'm like oh this is going to be one of them cheesy ones that you see special effects are going to be gosh cast is going to be absolutely abysmal yada 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 you know because i'm like they've only got like these folk because well as i said it was building it with in the trailers you would see usher quite a lot you would see john stewart quite a lot and you're seeing folk that aren't that famous for their acting and you're like this is going to be crap it's the only um, way i put it Usher, I mean, like, we were obviously talking about, you know, the limited use of uh, Salma Hayek and Jon Stewart. Usher's probably got the the most limited role out of all of them. Yeah. Like, he's barely in this movie. But you're right, um, just to go on uh, to, the, to the special effects there as well, I think, I, I mean, it's 1998, it's still, it, despite the fact that it had a, a bit of a budget behind it, it still wasn't the biggest budget movie, some of the CGI has not aged particularly well. Um, oh yeah, I did notice that. But, at the end of the day as well, and I I, I kind of always forget it when I'm talking about The Faculty, but this is a 25-year-old movie almost, you know? This isn't... Yeah. You know, the, it's just one of those movies that always sort of feels like it came out like 10 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So the fact that it came out 25 years ago, I think, yeah, obviously, like you're saying, some of the CGI hasn't aged particularly well. But having said that, at the same time, I don't think it looks abysmal. Like, I've seen a hell of a lot worse than this. And the practical effects in it are pretty good in my opinion and also one of the best american football scenes in any movie i've seen <laughs> which one <laughs> like like where they're doing the american football in this where they're all just hitting the shit out of the other team like oh. just totally destroying them <laughs> yeah that'd be me if i played american football it yeah you'd be, be the one spinning in midair <laughs> I'd, be the one, I'd be the one yeah i'd be on the opposite opposition team getting murdered um of course, we wouldn't be playing American football if this was set where we are. We'd just be playing football. Yeah, that is very true. So, there you go. Um, Closest we get is rugby. Yeah, I mean, I've not played rugby a huge amount in my life. I've played it a couple of times. Uh, I broke someone's nose last time I played it. So. <laughs> I, I've played both. And the easy way of putting it is American football is right rugby, but you've got pardon, so you can hurt the opposition a lot more. Yeah, you can just... Make them die of concussions. Yeah, because you're fully like you're fully loaded when you're going in. Like you're. you're oh rested. yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, the rugby, you've got a whole game to play. Then there's not any stopping. There's American any football, stopping. you've got so you've much got to go for, eight, go for it. Yeah, you've got to go for eighty minutes, and the most of protect the most protection you get is a, a little cap on your head. And a gun Pretty field. much, and, and a gun that's field. only if you've cracked your dome before. Yeah, exactly. So, definitely, definitely, we do it. We do it better here in the UK. See, I like American football, so you do like American football. You, you, you. I, you're a big fan of the American football. I know you are. You wouldn't think that I'm a Bears fan, but anyway. But sidetrack. 
Well, that's <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit of a sidetrack. Anyways, um, the so obviously, I I said earlier that this is a weird one because it feels like a very unique movie, but it is still a, you know a blatant invasion of the body snatchers slash the thing ripoff, and you know and they, they, they reference make, both. The, the the makers of the movie have openly said, I say the makers, Robert Rodriguez has openly said in interviews that those two movies are the inspiration for this film. You know, you talk about this this the scene where they're all going around taking turns doing, it could sound so old, doing the drugs. Um, <laughs> uh, tweaking on coffee, even tweaking better. On co- getting jacked up, I think is the, the phrase they use in the movie, which I don't, I think that actually makes me sound older. Um, the, the, that scene is a direct homage to the blood testing scene from The Thing. Yeah. And which is one of the greatest scenes in horror, in my opinion. I think that scene is in The in the Thing is one of the best examples you could ever use of tension in a horror movie. And the way that they do it so she avoids actually getting caught as well is just... I, I like the way they do it and when they show it back so you see her get away with it and... If you watch that back, there's nothing that happens with that finger that's bullshit, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing as well, because that's the thing that kind of gets me about this movie. It takes so much just creative liberties. Like, there are loads of reasons why I shouldn't like this film. Yes. Like, this is not... I'm not sitting here saying that this is, you know, you were just talking about, you know, that the, the Cube was a masterpiece of the mind, you know, and it was a really good, and when me and Candy talked about it last week, we talked about, you know, how it's not really about the Cube and it had this sort of deeper meaning and we got really deep into it and had a really nice, interesting chat. This movie is just a, it's about being absurd. Yeah. Because and- I, I, I love the thing about the Cube is the, the puzzle, it's how do you escape? If you've got infinite time, how do you escape an ever-changing maze? Yeah. And, and the answer is stand still. But that's the thing as well, like, you know, it, but, the, 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 but the thing about that, that, that movie was that it's still not the cube that was the actual, you know, danger. It was, yeah. you know, it was each other was the danger. And that's where like, the, oh. you, you have the sort of deeper meanings that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but then, then you also still have then the existential threat that is the cube that that you know is there. Whereas here, it it feel like it feels like that this is almost like an American Pie movie. Yeah, like this is this feels like it feels like they've done a like Dawson's Creek horror movie. Is what my <laughs> mate used to say, right? <laughs> and my mate was a massive Dawson's Creek fan. She loved it, right? So what she used to say about this film is it's a Dawson Creek cover of it. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's just like, well, they're all teenagers. They're all loving life, but they're all different in some way. And I'm like, and you get that from Dawson's Creek? But uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just one of those. Like, I think it's because it was meant to be so shit and it became so good that this is a mind-blowing movie. I think... Yeah, I, I th- it's just weird because I, I almost can't put my finger on it. Now that I sit here and analyse it, don't go, I remember watching this movie throughout my, my teenage years and really being a big fan of this movie and loving this movie, you know, and, you know, for me it was, maybe again, maybe a bit like Unico, not quite in Sexual Awakening, but, you know, certainly, it certainly stirred something in my lower, re- lower regions. Oh, um, yeah. But, 
you know, watching it back for the movie for for the podcast, and I was just like, I don't actually know why I like this. <laughs> I think it's because it is a good interpretation of a good movie already, and they did it good enough homage to it that you don't think it's better, do, but do you, you don't think it's worse at the do same you time. Think, do you think? Because I'm assuming you're a big fan of the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You know, oh yeah, the, the, from the fifties and the seventies, um, yeah, those movies. I think that because I think they're both masterpiece movies and are yeah. movies that we will probably cover on the show at some point. But like this took it in a different direction. Like this, this took it like as he says in it. Would you go for the back door in America where nobody sees you, so you couldn't they couldn't escape sort of thing? Yeah, they they say someone along that lines. Yeah, and. I think that interpretation of it is so much better. Do you think there's something that we maybe we maybe could do with a little bit more of in horror is almost like the high school teen version of the stories. Like, we've got this, so this is essentially a, a high school teen version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Would you like to see, you know, a high school teen version of other sort of famous horror villains and tropes and things like a, 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 a Frankenstein or a Dracula but do it and take a different spin on it and have it in that kind of setting see I didn't think I'd want to see this one but I, I liked it <laughs> you know what I mean because I, I genuinely I remember telling my mates when we were going to see this I'm like this is going to be fucking gosh I was one of the folk that didn't want to see this and I came out totally opposite saying I'm probably going to go see this again at some point this week yeah, like it is. It's one of those films. I remember what I'd remember watching it and immediately being like, "Oh, I really want to watch that again." And yeah. it's it's just weird. And yeah, it's 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 one of those films. It's one of those completely intangible films, which makes it really annoying for us as you know, podcasters and people who analyze horror movies because it's one of those ones that you're like, "Oh, you know, I really don't, I I don't know." And I don't like, and I don't know about you, Nico, but I don't really like not knowing. <laughs> See, I sort of do, because it means it's got something inside you that you don't realise you were looking for. <laughs> were we still talking about the movie, right? Yeah, but I, I, I just, like, it's like uh, fucking, it's like dating, for example. I, I remember when I was out fucking dating, looking to try and get a girlfriend. And I never used to get what I would just be, be one night stands only. It would just be shit. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't because the girls were dicks or anything. It was just, you'd meet them and there was something you didn't like. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when you're not looking for it, it hits you slap bang in the face and you end up seeing the person for like eight years. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I've been in that situation before as well. I've been in that situation where I've said, right, you know what? I'm not prepared to get into a relationship or whatever. And then a week later, I'm in a, I'm in a relationship for like five fucking years. And then, yeah. you know, when you're out searching for it, you end up single for about a decade. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, no, I totally get that. Well, uh, this movie is the equivalent of finding the girl. You know what I mean? It's like, you didn't know you were looking for it at the time, but you found it. You didn't know you like, wanted it, you didn't really need it, but it's ended up in your life and you just kind of like it. <laughs> it's like, you know how we said you can have movies in the background for Netflix and chill, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you put this on, if you put this on while you're Netflix and chill, you'll be paying more attention to the screen that you think you'd be doing. 
You might be using it as a, a, a sexual aid at certain points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but that as well. But the thing is, it's 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 one of those movies you can switch your brain off and have it in the background, but it'll keep drawing your attention away as yeah. well. You know what I mean? I definitely feel you on that. So, Nico, did you guess who the, the first time you watched it? Did you guess who the queen was? I did. You did. What gave I it did. away? The bit it actually when they're tweaking is the bit that I worked out. Oh yeah, how how I don't I I didn't get it, but I was also a little bit younger than you, so I probably wasn't paying like fully attention to it. But what 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 gave it away in that scene? Because Delilah and Mary Beth are taken at the same time, and you're like the queen is amongst them. Is my theory before that? Because mm-hmm. so you always thought that one of them was the queen. Yeah, well, I actually, when I was first watching, I'm like, I thought it was, I, don't, I know it sounds fucking bad, but I thought it was, uh, what's his name, Elijah Wood's character to start with. Casey. Because I'm like, yeah, because I'm like, they're going to go for the, because they're taking all the, like, cool kids first, which means the queen or the king knows it's somebody that's cool that they need to do it, you know, the mm-hmm. pyramid scheme, inverted pyramid scheme. They'll get more followers and then they'll get more followers. So it's got to be the geek. And then as soon as that scene came up where them two have both got to take it, I'm like, he's distracting, she's distracted, it has to be the other one that took it at the same time, and that's what gave it away from me with Mary Beth. Okay, okay. That's that's fair enough, you know, that's... I, I probably could say I personally didn't get it the first time I watched it, um, but I was also, like I say, I was... What did I say? I was like 11 or 12 or something when I saw it for the first time, so I wasn't hugely paying attention for it i was just as a as a 12 year old boy was like <laughs> she's naked <laughs> yeah because well, all all my mates like everyone we went i was about eight of us nine of us that went to see it because it was on a night out where we were going we went to the cinema first and then we we're going out and i remember most of them were like it's the principal it's the principal and i'm like mm, too obvious mate no well, it's they... not it's definitely not yeah that that is that was definitely not always going to be too obvious, wasn't it? Yeah, but most of them at the time, very first time watching, most of them thought it was that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, it, I mean, because if you look at who it was potentially going to be, your candidates were the principal. You'd probably say the coach was definitely going to be a candidate. Um. And then after, beyond that, you wouldn't really have said any of the other teachers because we saw... Well, actually, would the coach have been a candidate? Because we saw him actually get infected. So it, yeah, we knew all so. along it wasn't him. We didn't actually see uh, Piper Laurie's character get infected, so it could have been her. Um, but you, you see... This is the thing. They were all staying the principal, and I'm like, you see her get infected at the very start. Yeah. So yeah, it can't yeah. be her either, but they still thought it was her. They're like, oh, she's the first one to get infected. And I'm like, well, no, she's not. I think, but people, and that's obviously what they try and portray in the movie as well, people obviously go with, because there's this societal thing in, ter- in that, well, she's she's in charge in society because she's the principal, so therefore yeah. she must be in charge of the aliens, despite the fact that we actually know that she's not because we've already seen her infection yeah. scene. There was one that always, like, you always have the one in the group that thinks they know better than everyone else. And he was like, oh, it's Zeke. 100% it's Zeke. It's got to be him. And I'm like, but he's selling the thing to kill them. It can't be him. I mean, 
at least at least with that one i would have accepted it was a bit like a, you know a little bit more out the box and it's it takes more critical thinking to even think that i think the principle is probably just no offense to your friends the dumb one to go for yeah i agree with that 100%. um you know i i personally thought it was going to be one of the students but i didn't know which one it was going to be um so which one did you think it was when you were younger the first time you watched it the first time i watched it i wasn't I wasn't a hundred percent sure, to be honest with you. Um, I just thought it was going to be one of the students, but I didn't have any sort of thought process as to which one in particular. I just thought it was going to be one of them, and I, and you know I was right. So I'll take yeah, I'll take that as, I'll take that as the W. Because the students are all changing so much, it points to it being one of them as well. So it has to be one of them in it because yeah. well, it's a nineties movie. You would you would you normally have your villain on screen ninety percent of the time. Yeah, exactly. Look at um, look at Scream. Yeah, you know it's a perfect example of it. You know, for almost hiding in plain sight. Yeah, and that's what this was going to be as well. So you, at that time, a lot of the movies, it it seemed uh, this is ideal for the nineties. If you want to show what a nineties movie was, there was quite a lot of remakes out at the time. There was a few good ones. This is one of the ones that's like what a reboot of it. It's a different version of it, but it's still basically Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It's cool without trying. This is like it's like Lost Boys, for example. It just hits all the right marks. You know what I mean? It hits every single thing that's quite cool for the time that it was. You know um, what? I think that's a really good analysis. You know, because there's there is a lot of people like that. You know, we talked about this and. We've 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 kind of touched upon it. There is a group of people out there who don't get the Lost Boys, right? Yeah. But what you've just said there is very right. It, it it's very much a movie of its time. I think if you were to show someone, you know, a a a young teenager Lost Boys today, they might not get it. But it yeah. was very very much a product of its time, and I think the faculty absolutely is that as well. While still. Re- retaining a certain factor that allows it to have this rewatchability 25 years later not enough has changed for it to feel of its time but not enough has changed for it to really really feel dated because i don't feel like this movie really feels dated yeah though, though you think put it this way you couldn't remake this nowadays because they'd all be captured about two seconds because of their phones oh look at my screen look at my screen what's that crawling in my ear <laughs> <laughs> mobile mobile phones are the fucking bane of horror movies to be honest with you pretty much yeah i think as a, as a society and as horror fans we should just come together and accept that there are no horror uh, there are no mobile phones in the horror verse there there should never be there should never be anyways um i completely forgot what my next point was going to be there it's it's Sorry. gone right out of my head. No, no, it's fine. It's 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 the ill. It's the being sick rather than anything else. Um, one of the things though, because we know we have talked about kind of the script for this movie. Some of the lines in this film are a bit iffy. Like, like guaranteed to jack you up. No one talks like that. Not even in the nineties, people didn't talk like that. I, I guarantee I know people who used to fucking talk like that because there were a lot of bellends in the nineties. Oh, honestly, well, no, like, it, but don't don't you think I agree? Oh, and I and I'm Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <coughs> the script for this movie is not great, right? Not all of it. No. No, there's definitely some parts of it. I think that's a bit of a drawback for me. Um, 
in with regards to the movie. I don't think it's particularly good. What about some of the kills? Are you? What did you think of them? Do you have a particular favorite? Like, well, put it this way: the one that's the most dated one is her head rolling across the ground. You know, for it's crawling away. Which is very uh, the thing inspired again. I know, but that is one of the worst CGI bits. That's the most. Bla- I would say that's the most blatant, isn't it? Yeah. But it's also really trying to fit in that little bit of comedy as well. And I think, for me, one thing that this movie does do quite well is tread that line between being funny in places but never going too far that it becomes slapstick. And I think that was a scene that that almost crossed that line. Because in the background, you then see her headless body sort of wandering around in this comedic fashion. And for me, that, that almost... That almost that very much nearly crossed the line for me. Yeah, if she'd kicked her own head, that would have been the, the cross <laughs> the line because you, you know that because that's what I thought was going to happen. I'm like, oh my god, they're going to do it. They're going to do it, and then they didn't. I'm like, thank fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that was definitely a, a moment for me because there are moments of genuine funniness in this movie. This is a funny film as well. You know, yeah. they, we haven't really talked too much about the comedy, but there are definitely funny moments and fun moments in this movie. Although, having said that, I do not want to go to this fucking high school. <laughs> These people are horrible to each other. Oh, yeah. But most schools were back then. I feel like this is a bit to the extreme, though, right? I mean, I hated my time in school. Like, I did not have a fun time in school. But I don't remember it being as quite as bad as this. Yeah, but you got to remember, America's taken to the next level, but, the, like, over here, they did just as bad shit to each other, like. No one ever slammed my testicles into a lamppost, thank you very much. I did it yeah, myself. Yeah, but you used, you used <laughs> to get, like, proper atomic wedgies and stuff like that. You'd you'd get folk, I, I remember seeing somebody get thrown into a locker. Like, not into the locker, but, like, judo thrown into a locker. <laughs> like... And I'm like, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Right. Um, one of the things when I was researching this movie that I sort of came across, and it's probably something that only really has come to light in modern times, because back then, you know, I don't want to be the, the person who's be like, oh, it, it was the time the movie came out. There's been a lot of criticism of this movie in the last few years for um, kind of like... Um, I don't know what the right terminology is, for almost like straight washing this movie with Claire Duval's character. So Claire Duval obviously is an out lesbian playing a straight character who is pretending to be a lesbian to stop people essentially from talking to her. And her character and that that's taken quite a lot of criticism in the past few years. Um, you know, when I was doing my research, that's a, that's a subject that came up quite often about how it is a massively negative drawback to this film. I just wanted to know if you had any sort of thoughts or opinions on that. I, I remember people actually doing that in real life. So I sort of get why it was in the film. Because I, I know guys that pretended they were gay and girls that pretended they were gay just to, like, they hated people. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it did used to happen, so I understand it. Yeah. I, I mean, I get, I get the criticism of it as well. It's it's not a good look. Um, yeah. In this instance, I am kind of inclined to err on the side of... Because I also, growing up in school, knew people who, who, who did that too. Um, 
so I, I kind of err on the side of it's it's not great, but it it's kind of what happened for some well, people it's, in school. It's weird because back then I remember folk that you could blatantly tell they were gay, but they would pretend they were straight as well to try yeah, and hide yeah. it as well. So uh, you I, saw I, the flip side of it as well. Yeah, I definitely knew people like that when I was at school too. So, um, you know, you definitely did see both sides of it. And I'm, you know what? And I'm, I, I'm relatively confident that it's probably still something that goes on in schools to this day. Probably. Um, you know, I, I would, I would not be surprised if I found out that that's something that that still sorts of happens to the school to this day. But it's definitely something that I want to bring up just in case. You know, it's something that has been criticised about about the movie, and I understand people's criticisms of it. You know, we live in an age now where, you know, we're trying to press forward on L, uh, LG, LGBTQ plus issues, and you know, trying yeah. to bring the trying to bring the world into being a more progressive and accepting place. And having this sort of themes in a movie doesn't always help those sorts of things. But I do understand why it was in the movie. It was a bit of its time, um, and I, I do think it actually hits a little close to home for quite a lot of people as well. So, um, but I, I just I understand that. But I like the fact they include it because. You, you don't often see that in movies where it's like somebody pretending to be gay to like alienate themselves. Yeah, you sort of always see, see the flip side of it, don't you? Yeah, you, it's, you normally it's... see the opposite side of it where it's people basically pretending to be straight to hide yeah. the fuck they're gay in movies. So yeah. I, I sort of like that, but at the same time, I can sort of understand why people get pissed off at it as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I would, I would agree with that. Um, so just. One last thing from me, and then you can have like the floor for any other points that you have, Nico. The ending of the movie, right? Let's talk yeah. about the end. So we get the big finale. Uh, Mary Beth has turned into the, the alien queen. She's chasing Casey. Um, he manages to trap her behind the bleachers and then you know kills her with the, 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 the drug pens. Um, and then we cut to this scene one month later, right? Yeah. So we've got Stan and Stokely have gotten together, right? Which, fine, fair enough. They kind of, we kind of see them flirting a little bit as the movie goes on and, you know, getting a little bit closer to each other. Casey and Delilah get together. Yeah. That makes zero sense. What, like, zero, like she has no character development in this movie. Yeah, why, but you gotta, she you would... gotta remember, she still goes for the alpha male. You can't get more alpha male than saving the fucking world. He's still not, he's not the alpha male. We all know that Zeke is the alpha male. Well, yeah, but he didn't save the whole entire world, did he? Well, I mean, he played a part. It was his drugs. He, and... he, played, he played a very, very big part, but and, he didn't uh, actually do but, it. And in that final scene, are we also led to believe that he is shagging Miss Burke? Yeah, guaranteed, hundred percent. He's fucking doing her. So it's that's... cherry flavored condom. <laughs> so that's problematic as well. It's cause... it's a cherry flavored gutter. It's just amazing. Is that what it was? But it was. That that's a little problematic, right? No, because remember, he's already said he's been held back two years or something. That that doesn't that doesn't make it not problematic. He's still one of her students. No, but I I get that. But it means he's actually of age, where it's fine. Mm, I don't. I disagree. I disagree with you. I think that's weird as fuck. Put, put it this way: there's more than one of my friends that shagged the teacher. <laughs> I'm I'm sure there have been. However, that still doesn't make it okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it, it. It happened more than you think it would. I'm sure it does. It still doesn't make it okay. 
I, I agree. I'm, I'm not saying it does, but I'm, I'm not meaning it was like folks that were Excuse miles me. apart in age. I'm just meaning it was folk that were in six year away leave and getting together with teachers or shit like that. You know. But what also, I mean? but also, do we actually find out what the exact age, like what year these kids are in? Well, are they not all meant to be leaving? Are, are they, they though? Are they seniors? What is a senior? How old are you when you're a senior? Fuck no, let's quickly look it up and see if there are pedos. <laughs> so we've actually just been really highly praising a movie about pedophilia the entire time. It might be bad. <laughs> Could you imagine? Podcast of the final episode of the Podcast of the Damned. We've just been praising pedos. <laughs> That's fucked up. I'm definitely not using that as the promo clip. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, for me, that whole ending scene just didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Why the fuck is Delilah with Casey? Zeke's with Miss Burke. It just... And then they go into the comedy. I I did like in the credits, they go into the comedy because we see that all the characters obviously have returned back to normal. Jon Stewart survives and has now got an eye patch on and... Yeah. He's waving about a stubby hand. I, I did like that. Um, but, uh, Nico, have you got anything else about this movie that you want to talk about? Are there any other kills? Because I didn't really get into too much about the kills or the, the infection scenes. Anything else that you want to cover? I, I, well, I do love the infection scenes. Perfect example is the one we were talking about where they do the tweaking, like yeah. where, they're, where they're actually taking it. Like when Delilah gets infected, uh, sorry, but she takes the drug and you see the things in her face. That's quite cool. Yeah, well, because there's quite a few scenes that are like that as well. Because we get that scene where, is it Zeke finds the coach in the field, and he's got all the creatures yeah, crawling the over water, his face. Yeah. Um, we've got the scene, the 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 final scene where, you know, Casey's just killed the queen, but it fires off some of the bugs at his face, and we see them trying to like infect and insert themselves into his face so that's definitely sort of a theme of the film and it's an it's an effect that they used quite a few times and i think used pretty pretty well as well yeah because like i really that's the other one i was going to say you beat me to it is where it gets fired at his face and you see him like half in his face and then they fall out and he's still got the cuts yeah like all the all the other folk are like you know the thing is inside them and it's held their heads together and shit but it didn't heal his face you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> it didn't heal John Sorry. Stewart's fingers either. Yeah. Like, you think that's enough time to heal him. Surely fuck. <laughs> um, apart, from that, apart from that, anything else you want to talk about? Mm. Uh, I remember them talking how, about... How was that drink for you? <laughs> Sorry, I, I needed it. So I, was, I, I was choking, and I was a cut here, by the way. I could feel it. It was horrid. Right, anyway, I, I needed it. Sorry, I thought I muted my mic there. No, uh, no, <laughs> I, I remember they were talking about it, and uh, there was like an alternate version of the ending, and nobody liked it, so they, they basically cut all that person's like scenes out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, all of it. I think she's in the trailer, or you see her in a hallway or something like that, the girl that's meant to be in it. And the rumour was they hated it so much because she's meant to be the queen, but it was yeah. never confirmed or denied. Yeah. So, so I've I've always wanted to see that version, but I remember them talking about it. And I'm like, it makes it sound so bad. It would probably be good. Wow, wow. We don't know about that, Nico. That's a touchy subject for me and you. About so bad, it's I good. Know. That's a very touchy subject. But yeah, it, it's 
Don't it, forget, guys, it, Troll 2 is so bad it's good. It's not. It's just bad. <laughs> oh, no. It's so bad it's good. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I was saying, though, you dick. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Right, shall we move on, then? <laughs> oh, that, yeah, go on. <laughs> That annoys me. Right, let's move on to our next segment then. We'll talk about some trivia. I'm sure if we bashed your head in, all sorts of secrets would come tumbling out. In fairness, we've kind of gone through most of the trivia that I had already, but uh, I've got a few, a couple of little other bits and pieces to cover up. So I was talking about the budget for this film. According to IMDb, this movie had a budget of $15 million. So like I say... It's got a bit of a budget, but that's still not the biggest budget in the world. Um, and grossed $48.2 million. So it made almost three times its budget. So it did pretty decent at the box office. Right. And I think the thing that I really like about this film is, as well, and it's something that does happen quite a lot, is there's no real sequel bait. Yeah, but there was rumours of that as well. But yeah, of course there were. Of course there were. The film was a financial success and has become, gone on to become a bit of a cult classic. So of course there is. Do you think we're going to get a reboot of this at some point? Because, you know, it's it's a movie that hasn't had any sequels. No one's kind of touched it again. And it's been 25 years. So, like, if you're looking for sort of uh, individual intellectual properties in horror that kind of just been left alone do you think the faculty will ever get retouched see i don't think they should because i don't think it would work nowadays i'm not sure it would either i'm i'm on the side that they they probably shouldn't and you know me like i don't i don't mind a remake if they did yeah. though who do you think they would cast oh fuck knows it would be some 25 year old pretend they were fucking 15 <laughs> Seems to be the way that like Hollywood does it now, just because of all the scandals that have been coming out. Like, no, nope, we can't have anyone that's actually that age anymore, just in case it kicks off. Just in case they get touched by Harvey Weinstein. Basically, so they've got them all now. You know, uh, what I mean? well, I'm, I'm sure they haven't got them all. Well, surely they've got most of them, and if not, they'll know they can report it. Well, you'd like to think so. Um, there's a couple of roles that could have went to some different people. Um, who the role of Delilah was uh, originally offered to Jessica Alba. That would have been weird. No, not not going for that. I don't know. She she cannot. Don't get me wrong, and she's very hot, but. I think they just this this lineup. See, normally I'm looking forward to this, you know, who could have played, but this time I'm not because I think they got it pretty well on with the. Cast well, how about this one? Try this one on for size. So the role of um, the principal, Principal Drake, yeah. was offered to Gillian Anderson. Okay, I can deal with that one. Yeah, <laughs> I, can... <laughs> I thought you might be able to deal with that one. The the. It's definitely a case of Mulder and Scully for me because I love the X-Files, so yeah. Yeah. So, um, this movie was described as a mix of inv Invasion of the Body Snatchers with The Thing, throwing in some Terminator, a spoonful of The Breakfast Club and a pinch of The Stepford Wives and you've got a big mess of a movie set in a school that's been taken over by a conformalist alien one teacher at a time. That's how uh, Robert Rodriguez describes this movie. 
Aye, and I remember the trailer as well. The trailer made it look like there was something to do with the Omen because it had them standing outside. You know that bit where the teachers are standing outside? Mm-hmm. Whose house is that again? Cases. Is it Cases? Yeah. yeah. It had it had that for way longer than it is in the actual movie. I remember that. Yeah, it's a very, very brief scene in the movie. Oh, actually, talking about that scene, right. Casey's fucking mother outing him for his porn collection. I know, what a bitch. Like, like, <laughs> like you've taken away porn. his internet, you've taken away his phone, you've taken away everything. Leave the boy his porn. At least leave him Amog. At least leave him one, you know? Like, it, it wasn't like nowadays where it's freely accessible on your mobile phone. But then, you needed the magazine. Exactly. So, I think, that, like, oh... She lost, like, I'm, I'm upset that I didn't get to see an affection scene with her, to be quite honest. <laughs> After that. Sorry, sorry, she could have got an infection off of the Oh, <laughs> oh, hey. Uh, so, yeah. And finally, uh, from the, my trivia, it was actually whilst filming this movie that Elijah Wood heard about the... the, the upcoming lord of the rings films and after f- finished filming this sought out uh to get a starring role in that and of course went on to play frodo in the lord of the rings movies which is probably three of the greatest movies of all time um, I've, I've never heard of them i don't know what you're talking no, about no um so yeah and obviously you know it took many many years to develop develop the lord of the rings movies because this was 1998 it came out and i think the <laughs> first lord of the rings was 2002? 2001? 2002? Early 2000s, anyway. Um, so, yeah. Um, this is where you actually find out about that. But that's all I've got for trivia. Nico, have you got anything else? Well, apart from the one getting cut out of it, which I always just... That always intrigued me. Because I reckon it would have either made it really bad or made it better. You know what I mean? Yeah. But saying that, it was one of those where they kept on putting it back to the audiences and it kept getting sent back because they were like, this is shit, this is shit. And then they just killed basically off the dame's character. I think she's in Jaylee, I can't remember her name, but she's in like either the trailer or she's in like a corridor or standing next to Usher or somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, what, it's somewhere along that lines. And that was who was meant to be the queen. Okay, um, right, let's move on to our next segment then, and we'll talk about the ratings and the reviews. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. So this is where it gets interesting for us, Nico, um, because this is um, where I'm about to tell you, unfortunately... How you were a little bit wrong. Uh, we'll start okay. off with the critics. IMDb scored this movie a 6.5 out of 10. Metacritic scored at 6.1. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes critics scored this? See, now I'm a mile off because I said 7.5. Well, I mean, I didn't say you were a mile off. I just said you were no, wrong. But, well, I hope so. Okay, well, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes critics scored this? See, that's thrown me so. Just have a guess. It's not that deep. <laughs> I know, but still. Uh, 65, then. The Rotten Tomatoes critics scored at 55%. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes audience scored it? See, I would hope that they would score it higher. Okay. So... I'll say 70. 
So the Rotten Tomatoes audience also scored at 55%. They <gasps> both scored at 55%. Uh, the critics' consensus in Rotten Tomatoes, by the way, does this movie so fucking dirty as well. The critic, because you know, like, I read out the critics' consensus and usually you get a couple of sentences. This this is yeah. it. Rip-off of other sci-fi thrillers. And that is it. <laughs> That's it. That is Just... it. That is the critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes for the faculty. Uh, as always, we throw it out to you guys, our viewers, our viewers, our listeners, and our followers across our social media, and ask for your opinion on the movies that we cover. On average, our listeners did score this a little higher. They give it a 7.9 out of 10. Uh, Ren on Twitter says I thought this was a pretty solid retelling of the body snatcher story before the scream crowd which is essentially what we were kind of saying earlier falls into yeah. that space I put idle hands as it's not necessarily a great film but it's highly entertaining and the replay value still holds up to date 6.5 out of 10 voices from the mausoleum gives it a solid 8 love this movie your undead says definitely an 8 feels like it's underrated by mainstream movie watchers the Terrify Me pod says, haven't seen this one since I was a kid, but I remember it very fondly. A nostalgia-tinged 8 out of 10 for me. Uh, the Dragon with the Girl Tattoo. Half of my teen crushes are in there. You can't ask me to be objective. 8.5. And finally, Chuck and Ruff go to the movies, says 7. Entertaining and corny. Good fun. Of the people that I was interacting with on social media, we everyone kind of seemed to be in the same sort of ballpark. So let's see if we are as well. Nico, on a scale of 0 to 10, what are you going to score the faculty? I'll give it an 8.5. An 8.5? That's high. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm taking one off because some of the special effects haven't aged as well. And I would have loved to have seen the alternate ending they should have kept on the DVD. And that's only two reason i take it off okay uh i'm gonna give it uh, a s- s- seven i think you were about to say six there i was about to say really i'm gonna give it a seven i think it's a good film um i'm taking points off because i agree that some of the cgi hasn't aged particularly well i don't like the ending of the movie uh and I, i'm not a massive fan of the script at certain places as well so i'll take a point off each for that but i still think this is a very very good film it's a film i highly recommend people go check out uh and so i'm gonna give it a seven out of ten which i think is still a respectable score uh but all of our scores combined with the critic scores gives the faculty an average score of 6.7 out of 10 and it means it's in 22nd place of the 35 movies we've now covered on the show so nico it's a whole sort of 10 places lower than you thought it was going to be yeah, I don't think it deserves to be down there. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I think, based well, based on the fact that I personally gave it a 7, that would have put it um, sort of 15th, 16th, which I think is probably more fair. Given yeah, see, movies. that's where I would have roughly it thought. It puts it just above Hocus Pocus and Splinter. It puts it just below The Cottage and The Special on our leaderboards. See, I, I would put it above those two. You'd put it above those? I, I, we're, we're sorry, B. Harrison Smith, friend of the show. I, I, I love <laughs> the special, you know this, but... And in fairness the, to your good self, you rated the special an 8, and you've rated the faculty an 8.5, so you're consistent yeah. in what you're saying there. You would rate the faculty slightly higher than, than you would rate the special. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm complimenting you, Nico, for being consistent. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, I, I personally think it deserves to be a few places higher up on the leaderboard. But then, you know, if you go beyond that, I also think that the special probably deserved to be one or two places higher. Just above that, you've got Event Horizon that I definitely think deserves to be a few places higher up on the leaderboard. Yeah. Krampus is just above that. I think that deserves to be a little bit higher. Doctor Sleep's above that. Why that's even even remotely off the bottom who fucking knows but it's a great movie <laughs> so yeah so that's it that's the faculty um one last segment for today nico and Uh-oh. we did this i brought this back last week for candy but i know you used to love this segment as well so i've brought back the controversial opinion segment oh okay so we went through three last week so we're gonna do three again this week we ask for you guys, the listeners, for your hottest horror hot takes. And that, um, I'm, I'm glad you said that's what it was because I genuinely thought you were going to quiz me on the movie. I'm like, no. Nah, <laughs> I think you nah. might have just hung up on the call if I'd done that, right? <laughs> I'd be like, I fucking hate you right now. No, no, it's just the horror hot takes. It's fine. So this is where All we right. ask you guys, our listeners, for your hottest horror hot takes. We basically just dis- discuss discuss them for you know, a minute or so, and then let you know whether or not we agree with you. Um, so, I've, I've still got quite a few. Um, so, this one is from friend of the show and regular contributor, when we were asking for listener contributions, Ren. And Ren says, I would trade in every good remake, including The Thing, to have no remakes at all. No. Like, I I know you can't polish some turds, but some of those don't need to be polished. Some of them are just gems in their own right. This is the thing, and I know there's a lot of bad remakes out there, and I'm I'm doing a remake sort of series of episodes on the YouTube channel at the minute. Um, But there are a lot of great ones. The Ren obviously points out the thing, but I would add things like Evil Dead... I think The Crazies is also a, a very, very solid remake. Um, there's tons of other ones. The Fly is a, another great example of a really, really solid remake. Um, and, you know, these ones, The Hills of Eyes is actually a, a, a solid remake. Yeah, um, actually. And there I are, forget about that all the time. Yeah, and it's it's actually pretty fucking good. Uh, there's a whole, and don't get me wrong, there's a whole host of absolutely fucking trash ones out there. But you know what? There's a whole host of whole fucking trash uh, original IP movies out there as well. So for me, so, sorry. Here's one for you, right? You know how we always go on about good remakes. Yeah. What do you think? And sorry for putting you this spot. But what do you think is the worst horror remake of all? The worst. Oh, yeah. Um, it's usually for me. It's like the shot for shot remake. So I would go for like the Psycho remake. Oh, see, that was the one I was thinking of in like Poltergeist as well. Yeah, because if you're gonna remake a movie. Absolutely, I still want you to pay homage to the original. You have to have the key elements from the original in there, right? But put your own twist on it. And it's one of the things that I loved about the Evil Dead remake was that there was homages to the originals in there. There was homages to the original franchise. You know, they had Bruce Campbell coming in in the stinger at at the very, very end. But it was completely different at the same time from Evil Dead. Yeah. It's one of the reasons, you know, the thing is an absolute masterpiece of a movie that does tension yeah. like no other. And whilst I, I, I rate The Thing from Another World, The Thing takes it to a whole new level in terms oh, of yeah. that. 
for me, The Hills Have Eyes puts its own little sort of spin on it. Um, it maybe doesn't quite change as much as I would have liked, but it still manages to put its own little spin on it. Um, so, yeah. But they, these things like Psycho and like Poltergeist, where it's essentially shot for shot and fucking remakes, they, they're the pointless ones. Yeah, because like the Psycho one, that bit with Adam's apple, that's the one that everyone always goes on about. And you see it exact same, you know what I mean? Vince yeah. Vaughn doesn't have that protrusion. And you see the same shot and you barely see any movement whatsoever. And that's not his fault. It's just because the original, the the way Adam apple sticks out a lot more, the way he gulps and you see it move, you're like... You can see he's tense, whilst with Vince Vaughn it just looks like he's standing there and he's cool as a cucumber because of it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I think um, based on that, we're both disagreeing with that horror hot take, right? Oh yeah, 100%. Okay. Right. Uh, oh, there's a couple of really good ones in here and I don't know which ones to pick. Um, we'll, we'll go for... Okay, we'll go for this one because the other one has like a few points in it and I'll maybe save that for next week. Uh, Lord Asphyxius says, Mummy and Daddy from People Under the Stairs are the best horror couple and that includes being better than Chucky and Tiffany. I'll, I'll, I'll agree they're better than Chucky and Tiffany. But you disagree that they're the best horror couple? I'm trying to think of other horror couples, to be honest with you. Well, the first was Morticia and Gomez. Mm, Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. And they're they're like the epitome of the best horror couple ever. They kind of are. They kind of are. I would also agree that they're better than Chucky and Tiffany, and don't get me wrong, yeah. absolutely, we, we we both love that franchise, and we both yeah, love, we both love Jennifer Tilly as well. Um, I think I'm with you though. I'm I'm in the case of yes, I agree with that part of the statement, but I don't agree with the first part. Don't get me wrong, I love Mummy and Daddy. We've talked about People Under the Stairs before, and it's a movie that we will definitely revisit at some point. Um, yeah, because I think that's one of the what, especially Wes Craven's most underrated movies. Um, and I think is still to this day a movie that is criminally underrated by the horror fans out there. Hundred percent agree with you there. Um, as a movie, talking of remakes that we will be getting a remake of as well. With um, I'm not sure who's directing, but I think uh, Jordan Peele is producing. Um, so we will be getting a remake of it. So I don't know whether it's maybe going to get some sort of second hand revisiting based on the fact that there's going to be a remake of it as well. Um, uh. So that would be interesting to see. Uh, I do love that movie. I want to know who they're going to cast in the remake, to be honest with you, because those two did such a phenomenal job in that film. I know. And it's they are the sort of like one of the best villains that you, you get that s- seem so nice, but you know they're a cunt. But also have like absolutely no super pa- super human powers as well. They're just yeah. two people, you know? It's they're just... just- I think that makes it more scary because they're just evil bastards. Yeah, that's it. They're just evil. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll do one more then, and then we'll we'll get out of here. So, uh, Jonathan B on Twitter, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween is actually good. It covers the story better than the original. No. No. So just just no. well like I, I like it I like it but no 
I, I, I talked about Rob Zombie's Halloween in the first of my remake series on YouTube, and I ended up scoring it a 5 out of 10 because I feel like it's two movies slapped into one. You've got the first half of the movie where you get the backstory, and you've got the second yeah. half of the movie where you essentially get the remake of the original movie. Yeah. I don't really remember anyone really asking for Michael Myers' backstory. See, I quite like the fact that you got to know more about him, if but, you know what I mean. No, but I don't, you see, because the thing is, the whole point of Michael Myers is that he is just this mindless killing machine. Like, with no rhyme, no reason, absolutely nothing at all. We know nothing about him. He could be anyone. And he could just be hiding in your cupboard, ready to kill you at any fucking time, indiscriminately and in the most brutal fashion. And for me, the first half of the movie, whilst interesting, it's an interesting take, and it's the reason why I give the movie credit, because, you know, as I said, it tried to do something that the other movies hadn't done, it put its own spin on it, things, that's great, that's fine, I'll give the movie credit for that. However, for me, it takes away from that fa that scary factor for Michael Myers. See, I always wanted to see what made him that mindless thing. You know what I mean? And... No, I understand. I understand the curiosity about it, but it just takes something away from me. The, the, and... the let's be real. The, the biggest reason I love Rob Zombie's Halloween remake is because Danielle Harris is in it. Because I, because yeah, but... you know me, like Danielle Harris is one of my favorite horror actors actors of all time. Like you know, so that's a big plus point for me, and obviously that has links back into the original franchise. And Malcolm McDowell as well. I just love him. And Malcolm McDowell has that. got the voice to be Sam Loomis. But exactly. again, for me, still no patch on Donald Pleasance. Uh, well, yeah, but I think he did a very good modern take on it. Yeah, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it, it didn't tell the story better than the original. Oh, no, I didn't say that. I said the original was better. Oh, I no, agree I, with I, that. I know. I know. But... But that's that's the two main reasons that I like it. You know what I mean? It's Daniel Harris and Malcolm McDowell. That's fair. Okay. Right. Um, thank you very much to everyone who sent us in your controversial opinions. We have a few more, so we'll probably keep this going for another couple of episodes as well. Um, so, Nico, you've got that to look forward to. That's fine. I'm cool with that. Um, and that's it. That's going to do it for this week's show. Nico, as always, thank you very, very much for joining me. Thank you for having me back on after all this time away. After that, after a whole week away. Um, it's only been a week. Feels longer. It's only been a week. It's only been a week. Up next on the show, uh, we've got a good one next week. We're talking about an American werewolf in London, which is my choice. Is that my choice or your oh. choice? I know we both wanted to cover it, so I don't know who suggested it. It could just be a joint effort. So yeah, uh, tune in next week. We're going to be talking about an American werewolf in London. Don't forget, if you'd like to support us on our social media, you can do so on Twitter, at Damn Podcast. We're on, uh, on Facebook and Instagram, Podcast of the Damned. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash pod of the damned. Support us on YouTube. Subscribe to my personal YouTube channel, which is spooky underscore forest. And you can also email us, pod of the damned at gmail.com. I'm, I'm getting good at that again. Mm, you say that. At least you, you actually formed it all this time. I did. I got, I got it all. I got it all. Um, you get it all, do you? <laughs> yeah, I get it all. Uh, but yes, thank you once again, Nico, for uh, 
joining me. Thank you to you guys, the listeners, for downloading and listening to this episode. And until next week on the podcast of The Damned, just remember, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't.